coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley. And as always, we have a very interesting guest with us and an awesome brand to talk about and take a look at their marketing approach. Uh, I've got Scott Oaks. He is the Vice President of Franchise Development at Scoop Soldiers. Welcome, Scott. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit about you know how you landed uh, with this brand. I know you've got <laughs> quite a background in franchising. And tell us a yeah. little bit about yourself and, and the brand. Yeah. So I'm actually coming up on my 20th year in franchise development. So I have been doing this for pro- longer than I probably like to admit. You know, when I when I first came in, you know, something that you use like Fran Connect was barely a thing, right? So it was a lot of like, hey, print this lead out and keep track of everything manually, where obviously it's a completely digital world today in terms of follow-ups, in terms of, you know, text messaging, all of that stuff. So I've seen... I've seen quite the evolution in, in the, the franchise development process during my time. I've spent time with, I got started with a, a service brand called Handyman Connection. So I, I've done service brands, I've done retail brands. I spent about eight years in the home care industry doing franchise for development for both non-medical and, and medical home care services. And in March, I guess it was March of 2021, was when I joined uh, Scoop Soldiers. And, you know, I had always been interested in working for an emerging brand because most of the places I I had uh, come in and, and did franchise development for were brands that had been around anywhere from seven to, to 12 years. They had 150 plus franchises and they were ready to change their development strategy from what got them there to kind of the next evolution. And so a, a lot of them had, you know, made made some mistakes in terms of franchisees they were recruiting early on that, you know, caused either validation problems or, you know, you had some poor performers, folks who after you've been running it for 7 plus years, you go, okay, maybe that that wasn't, you know, the best choice for them or us, right? And so, you know, I, I said, man, I'd love to work with a brand where we could kind of build it out right from the start. So that in five or six years, we're not going, okay, yeah, we, you know, we should have done this differently. So, um, and, you know, uh, Josh and EJ, our co-founders, I just really clicked with them. Uh, You you know, I tend to look at brands the way a candidate does before I go work for them. Because at the end of the day, you know, I've got to be able to answer all the questions in my head that a candidate would, right? What are the unit economics like? Right. You know, what are the tools in place? What's the franchise we're doing from a support standpoint? Because if I'm going to if I'm going to be touting this to candidates, I really have to believe in it. And, and the answers have to be solid. And and right. they just checked all the boxes. Now, the the weird thing was, hey, 
you know, it's not rocket science what we do. You know, we <laughs> we take care of the worst part of pet ownership, which is, you know, cleaning up the yard, at, you know, after your pets. So, you know, even my wife was like, are, are you going to be OK? You know, saying that the business you're, you're wrapping is, you know, a pooper scooper business. And I go, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, if the, the unit economics are right, franchisees are and can be successful. It's really, you know, one of those dirty jobs where people are are happy to outsource something that they don't like to do. Yeah. So, well, so I, things clicked. So it was exciting right. to be able to come in kind of at, at an earlier stage in the in the franchise cycle. Exactly. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, when you when you're talking about an emerging brand, that is a time where you can lay the right foundation, right? It should be the same foundation then as it would be later. Trying to change it things later is always harder, right? And yep. guys like you and I have been around long enough to see that and and learn that. And uh, so so being and I do work with a lot of emerging brands too, and that's that's part of why I think it's it's, it's gratifying to do that. And and I think you know, tell me more because I I, I know what you're saying, right? You yep. you know about the what you're doing, the service that's being provided. Provided, right. But mm-hmm. in there lies the beauty of the business model, too. And there's some really unique things that you guys are doing that I really are near and dear to my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the military and, and pets. Right. I love dogs. And um, but tell me more about I know you guys are emerging. I think you're at about 20 units, give or take in that range. I know that you're you're growing right mm-hmm. significantly. But you have a very unique approach to growth. And I, I would love to talk about that. I, I think you call it an enhanced territory, or uh, but it's yep. it's your plan for rolling things out. Tell us more about that. I think that's a really important marketing idea of uh, the way you guys approach it. Yeah. So one of one of the things that really appealed to me was that uh we were operating both corporately owned uh operations as well as franchisee owned operations and what we were really doing was we were expanding corporately you know before we got into franchising we've only been franchising for 3 years but we've been uh in business for 12 so we you know we expanded from Dallas Fort Worth to Austin to Houston to Oklahoma to Arizona to Colorado so we were and each time you expand, you have to develop the tools, right? So you're developing systems, you're developing training tools, you're, you're learning marketing every time you go into a new market. All right. So, you know, you're, you know, you're making, you're making mistakes, but you're also learning what works. And so then we started going from different geographies. It just wasn't Texas. Now we're in Arizona where the yards are very different. Now we're in Colorado where you have the snow component and, and, and things like that. So, um, it really gave us uh, a lot of experience and 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 development on the support side for our our franchisees. And what that turned into was really us using those corporate operations to seed markets for our franchisees, where we would go in and we would, you know, we would hire technicians, we, you know, we we purchase the trucks, we would start marketing it and really start building out the customer base in the market, which then, it would turn into what we would call an enhanced territory where a franchisee could come into a market like today. You know, we've got a corporate operation in San Antonio. Well, a franchisee can come into San Antonio, you know, acquire one or multiple territories. All right. And, and for an additional cost, acquire the clients that are in that area. So they're coming in to a franchise model, getting the training, the support. But what they're also getting is a current 
clients and revenue stream, which allows them to obviously ramp up faster, um, be able to see a return much quicker um, on that. Uh, we allow them to have access to our employees there to, um, to interview. So th there's a likelihood they're going to get an experienced employee that's got some uh, track record. And, um, you know, as well as, you know, in many cases, um, even access to vehicles, which doesn't sound like a big perk, but in the last three years, getting access to vehicle inventory has been a challenge for a lot of businesses, including ours. So if we've already got them, you know, we're eliminating a potential problem for the, for the franchisee. So, wow. and, and at the same time, we still have your traditional new opportunities as well, too. So, you know, we yeah. have a franchisee open up in Northwest Arkansas, which is obviously the home of Walmart. So, you know, they, they open it up and are building it up from scratch. Um, and, and so, you know, and, and for that, it's just setting the right expectations. Yeah, right. So tell me a little bit. So enhanced territory. And, and when you when we talk about turnkey and we talk about franchising, that really is. I mean, you're yeah. almost handing a running business. It's almost like an existing business, really, you're buying. Yeah. Um, which is great because that would be one of the most challenging times. Uh, and most franchisors really focus on onboarding and that initial first year. And, and that's an important time. And well, to be and able also, to do it that. Also is tells our franchisees and our candidates. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. Um, yeah. yeah uh, you're going to have the same problem with me. My wife does. Um, yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, We're talking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, what it does is it the, the corporate operations allows us to keep one foot in the day-to-day -day operations and experience the same things our franchisees are, are doing. And, and so if we have ideas on different services we want to launch, different ways to manage employees, different trainings, different uh, marketing approaches, it allows us to test bed those in these markets before rolling them out to our franchisees. So it's a little bit more of a uh, fully baked idea. When, yeah. it, when it rolls out, um, as opposed yeah. to just saying, hey, you know, we think this will work. We, we had one franchisee try it and now, you know, everybody right. should go try it. Right. So <laughs> that's right. Well, so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, so you have an enhanced territory. Mm -hmm. Obviously, one of the unique things about what we're talking about is that you're in the, the, the location or geography from a marketing standpoint is a factor, right? So like yep. the fact that you're physically there versus maybe you're testing something marketing wise in Phoenix may not work exactly the same way in Colorado. Um, but question, what are, what are some of the things that you have found work for this kind of business from a, maybe from a digital marketing point of view, what, what kind of things you feel have to be there that, that yeah. help with that? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we've got certain demographics that we're looking for when we're constructing territories, when we're going into a marketplace. So when you take a look at our service at its core, it's a little less than $20 a week for us to come out and do a pretty much a standard size yard for up to four dogs. All right. And that's actually a decent amount of dogs so when, you, when you think about it. So, you know, for a little less than 20 bucks a week, for a lot of folks, it's a no brainer. Please come take care of it. I don't want to do it. My kids don't want to do it you know, what, what have you. Okay. And so, but at the end of the day, I hate, I would never call it a needs business, right? Because, you know, you're, you're one, you know, <laughs> you're one person and a shovel away from going out and doing it yourself. Right. Um, so, yeah. So in, in terms of, you know, household incomes, there are certain demographics that we look for, but that all feeds into our digital marketing because the bulk of our, our new clients are coming from either our, our Google, 
pay-per-click campaigns. All right. Um, each of our franchisees will already have a localized website, which is another benefit of the enhanced territory. There's already mm -hmm. traffic starting to build on that localized website. So um, as opposed to a brand new territory where that's going to take a little more time to build. So you've got to have some more um, uh, marketing dollars in place to, to allow for that ramp up. Okay. We also do a lot of Facebook advertising, um, mm -hmm. which on consumer side, we found very effective on franchise development. You know, Facebook's kind of been up and down for not only us, but I know a lot of brands in terms of, of the effectiveness um, mm -hmm. of it. So, um, mm -hmm. but on the consumer side, it, you know, it's really a, a effective for us. And then also word of mouth. The, the mm -hmm. benefit is, is that with the enhanced territory, again, you can tap into client referrals, referring friends and family and neighbors and things like that almost mm -hmm. um, immediately. Right. right. I find a lot of the home services uh, models, you know, that is one of the biggest advantages, really. I mean, if you're doing good work for one neighbor, chances of you not getting several in that neighborhood are slim if, you, if, you, if you're marketing. And at the end of the day, that's a great way to pick up additional business as you go with the, You have your Google and your, your Facebook, anything else that's feeding the, uh, the initial a relationship and then hopefully you get more from that through that referral process and that makes the the, the marketing a little more affordable too if you yeah. can get a lot more impact out of one transaction so that's really cool but tell me a little bit about the community involvement like i know yeah. uh, there's a connection also with the military the way you guys view mm -hmm. uh the brand obviously has a uh, some branding elements around it tell us more about that yeah i mean we're obviously military themed um just, you know, from obviously the name of the company to the imagery, you know, trying to combine those things. But on top of on top of that um, and to really support that, there's a couple of things that we're doing to really kind of connect with that um, uh, with that cause and that service. And, and a big one that we do is we work with a company called Valor Service Dogs um, out of the Tampa, Florida area. And so what they do is they train uh, new service dogs from basically a puppy. You know, it's about a two year program uh, that they take the dogs through to basically train them and then donate them to uh, veterans um, and, and uh, you know, anybody that may have been wounded, you know, whoever would need a service dog that's a veteran, it goes out to them. So what we do is we're sponsoring pets and then donating money to that. So we sponsor the full training of the of the pet. Um, for that two years and we get updates on them as well. We're there typically when they graduate and they're assigned to um, uh, their new owner uh, as well. So we cover that. And then we just also uh, working on building donations so that they've got a, a, a breeding area now where they, they're going to have what they call a whelping room, a scoop soldier's whelping room uh, for, for the puppies that they're going to be breeding um, on top of that. And so there's no cost to the veterans at all. And, and you know, pets is, is a huge part, you know, of, of obviously our business. You know, we you know, every, everybody on the team um, other than me has a dog. So, um, you know, and, and I love dogs. I just we. Anyway, it's a whole other story, but my yeah, kids are mad. I, I've had dogs throughout my life and not yes, had dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah uh, so, but that, so, so they're great. And, and the service dogs are obviously a very important part of uh, the mental well being, the, you know, the, the ongoing 
um, uh, support services that veterans need. On top of that, you know, our franchisees in the local community are going out and building relationships, you know, with the local uh, VA, giving discounted services to veterans. Well, and on top of that, the the veterans that get the service dogs, we all, we we provide them free uh, scoop services for life. Let me ask you this, Scott. I mean that that makes me think, and and we're in a changing world, right? I don't think I have to say that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I noticed that's changing about marketing is this idea that <clears throat> brands, companies, whether you're big or small, um, have sort of an obligation, where people are starting to expect it where you're giving back. Something is being given back. Something is being thought through to give back. Could be a small thing, could be a big thing. Um, and of course, in doing that, you're marketing your brand, you're marketing who you are as a company, what you believe in. And so it is a part of marketing, but at the same time, it's also something good. And I, I think they call it social marketing. I've heard people use that phrase, not social yep. media marketing, but social yeah. marketing. Yeah, and, also and, called, like cause marketing too. Right, right. Yeah. So tell me, I mean, so is that part of the thought process there? I mean, what went behind? I, I think that's amazing what you do for the veterans. And then, of course, it's a great way to kind of represent your business and, and interact in the community. But tell me, how did that come about? Was it sort of intentful? Or was it was it, it just it uh, wasn't it wasn't intentful to do it so we could get recognized for it and use that to boost the brand. Okay. So it really came from the fact that, uh, you know, in, in the other businesses that our owners operate, you know, there is a charitable component, you know, that, that they've incorporated to the business because they want to be able to give back, you know? Um, and so um, when we were looking at what we could do with scoop soldiers, obviously, you know, uh, the easy thing would have been, you know, pet rescues and things like that. But when we when we found the connection to the veterans, that just made a hundred percent sense to us in terms of doing that. And so um, it's it's like something you start in the background and then go. Someone goes, "Hey, you should tell people you're doing that." So okay, we'll tell people we're doing it, but you know, we're, we're not doing it so we can tell people. The only thing we're doing is really actually use it to promote Valor Service Dogs so that they get the publicity from it so more people are aware that they're they're doing this kind of work for the veterans. So, you know, and, and it, it allows us to help them continue to do to do their work. So, and then wow. the other thing, the other thing that we do on top of it with the military theme is that, you know, we are part of VetFran and so we do offer a $10,000 discount off of our initial franchise fee um, for, for veterans to, you know, to try to, uh, you know, help give them a, a little bit of a help, you know, uh, for those that are interested in starting uh, a franchise. And we've got, we've got, a, we've got a couple of veterans now. Uh, well, we, we've had, and, and we've been adding some veterans to our, our franchise brands and, and they, they, uh, uh, they, they do great. They, no, that's uh, great. Yeah. Now the more the merrier when it comes to doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, as, as I'm as I'm listening to you and, and, and you know, sharing your background with me, you've been with with uh, several brands and um, have a lot of experience in this business and in marketing, in franchising. Um, is, is there one thing uh, that, um, you know, you kind of you'd want to leave with the audience, but this is kind of you know, of all this experience that 
you kind of embraced as sort of that 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 drive that that one driver for you as a professional. Is there one thing you want to leave with the audience that, or someone seeking a franchise, the one thing they should be looking at, or good piece of advice you want to leave with them? Yeah, and and there's some different aspects to this, but I would say the one thing is if you are focused on your franchisees' unit economics and your franchisees' profitability, all good things will come from that. All right. If you've got a solid business model where, you know, it it can ramp up, you know, in a a reasonable amount of time, the investment is is proportional to the the return. You know, you're you're focused on franchisee profitability. Thus, that's going to make franchisees happy. It's going to make development real easy. All right. You're not going to have to convince people to get into the business if you've got good Unit economics, then they show up in your item 19. And if if they've got good economics, your franchisees are going to be happy. So that's going to show up in your validation. And and everything will snowball out of that. Yeah. And so if that's if that's where you focus and that's where you know you've got that cake recipe to, you know, that that ends up with the result being, hey, this is a good profitable business that that's not a comet. That it's gonna, you know, it's a longer lasting business. Everything else good from a franchise or perspective and from a franchisee perspective will will roll out of that. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I mean, it's like a guy I'm listening, like, yeah. Uh, you know, that's so true for so many reasons. Like it's such when you're a franchisee getting started, you know, get having those successes as you go is so important, right? Obviously, we're all in business to do well at it. And part of that is the money side. But the money side is what fuels your ability to, to you know, to, 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 to do your passion, if that's why you're in it, if you're in it for other yeah. reasons. But you need the money. Like if you're not running a healthy business, you can't really serve your clients as well. And so yeah, that's I'm not a important. franchise candidate yet that's looking to run a nonprofit. <laughs> so, that's right. You know, unless, that's your, unless that's your franchise model. Hey, you know, Rob, right. one quick right. thing about the um about the 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 connection to having a cause or a um a, a service I think you see that a lot more with the upcoming generations with the 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 Millennials the 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 gen Z's you know they all want what they're associated with to be connected to something that that's also helping yeah and, exactly. and I, I think if you're a brand that doesn't have that, you definitely want to be thinking about doing that because your younger franchise candidates, as they become more of your main franchise candidates, uh, that's going to be part of their decision-making process. A lot like how it's a part of their decision-making process on, on, or on uh, employment. Yeah, no, absolutely. So. No, I think that th- that's why I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that. I think that is a very important focus and trend for marketing and for brands in the future, especially because of what you said, right? Um, and because of the changing world we're in, we, we, you know, we all have to work together. And I think there's a lot of good that can be done through the, through the private sector, through business, right? Yep. So that's great. Listen, it was a pleasure having you on today. Um, and before I let you go, is there a website or a way that folks can learn more about your brand that you'd like to yeah, share? Yeah. So on the on the franchise side, um, it's scoopsoldiersfranchising.com. Um, you know, you can click on all our different social media stuff. Um, and then uh, for on the consumer side, it's just uh, scoopsoldiers.com. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, I appreciate your time today, Scott. I want to thank the audience for tuning in once again to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. And bye for now.